You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Welcome into Players Only with Chiefs Radio Network color analyst, Danon Hughes. Nice slant route. This is a business decision. You know you're going to take a lump. And former linebacker, Sean Barber. There's a thing called street justice. You take care of yours. Yeah. You take care of your family, take care of your chicken, take care of your money. <laughs> on your official broadcast partner of the Kansas City Chiefs, 610 Sports Radio. What's good, Kansas City, Chiefs Kingdom? We are back in the building, both on time and ready to go with this version of Players Only. We got Sean Barber, a.k.a. Barbershop. If you want to follow him on Twitter, it's SeanBarber59. And on Instagram, was it SeanBarber4784? 7884 on Instagram. Instagram, making it difficult for everybody. Those digits have meanings. Those digits have meaning. Okay? I can do some things that have some meaning in my life. Purpose, meaning. Can't just do things just to do it. Dang, C-Dot must have got you a little amped up in here before I came in. I'm here to settle you down. And I don't care about what you just said. (laughs) See see what I'm talking about? There we go. And I'm Danon Hughes. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at dahughesguy83 and at Danon Hughes on Instagram. We're back, players only, as we are each and every week during the Chiefs season. Uh, this is the playoff edition, Barbershop. I feel like we got to shake up our quarters just a little bit because we don't have a team that we're playing this week. Mm. So uh, the phone lines and text lines are open, 913-586-7610. Give us a call. Tweet us, text us, whatever. We'll try to get to you. We got some some good stuff to tackle. I feel like there's going to be some hot fire takes that are going to be pretty spicy in the second quarter. Uh, we do have to quickly recap the Raiders game this past game, and um, and then we can move on. And the fourth quarter of the show, since we're not playing any teams, we get to look at the slate of the AFC and maybe even make some predictions. I want to hear your predictions since you and C-Dot go back and forth on his show about predictions and bets and all that stuff. I want to hear some of it. Uh, and maybe we might put some on the line too because I want to join on it in this party. So, yes, phone lines, text lines open, 913-586-7610. Barbershop, I'm going to lean on you for your quick recap of the hated Raiders out in the desert. I mean, it's keep it simple, keep it sweet. Business as usual. We went up there to Vegas. We handled our business. Obviously, a lot of flack throughout the league about uh, circling the wagons or merry-go-round or whatever you want to call the play. Man, it's, listen, it's some smoke and mirrors. It's a little bit of motion to try to confuse the defense. Obviously, everybody who knows about defensive football, it's a, it's a game of having your, your eyes in the right place, understanding what personnel, how they're lining up, formation recognition and then being able to, to align and execute your defense. Well, a little bit of razzle-dazzle before you go line up, if that causes a little bit of confusion and, and opponents don't like it, man, what, I mean, good for the good, you know, that's one, win, win, one for the good guys, one for the Chiefs. They figured out some way to do something a little bit unique. Um, we always got the Rose Bowl, but every year is some kind of formation, some kind of sh- shift that throws Twitter or everybody into a, 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 little, a little spasm of, what are the Chiefs doing? How are we doing that? Um, get back down to you know scoring touchdowns and using our personnel, using our, our playmakers, um, taking advantage of matchups. And that's something that the Chiefs have shown, especially in the last few weeks of the season. We can take care of matchups and, and expose other teams when we have certain matchups like almost no other team in the league. And defensively, you talk about on all cylinders, getting the sacks, interceptions, big plays at big moments. Um, shutting them down um, when they went for it on fourth down to really uh, turn the momentum of that game into our side. I think that our, our team, you talk about all three phases, 
hitting on all cylinders in the, at the end of the year to make sure we head into the playoffs playing our, our best ball. That's what we got um, in Vegas in week 18. Yeah, I agree with a lot of what you said, and you actually took a little bit of my fire for a hot fire take about oh, the, the, the actual go. play. Um, but I'll get to that a little bit later. But I will say about this matchup, one, it looked like the, the Raiders did the Raiders things. They, they folded uh, against the Chiefs when they had an opportunity to play spoiler, when they had an opportunity to show that they can elevate themselves beyond the circumstances based on them not playing in the playoffs and not having any playoff chances, they wet the bed. Uh, wasn't necessarily surprising to me, but at there's also an aspect of watching it unfold, and it's like, dang, like you couldn't do any better than this. Um, and so that's disappointing from a viewership standpoint. Uh, the Chiefs, and you guys have heard me say on these airwaves and also on the broadcast with Mitch Holtus during the game, uh, nobody wins Super Bowl, nobody wins championships in September, October, and November. You need to, there was a lot of teams in the NFL that hit their peak before week 18. And I have to believe that contrary to maybe some pundits that want to live and die on the, the mountain that they built early in the season when they thought the Chiefs were going to be the third best team in the AFC West, that we were not going to make the playoffs, Bart Scott, that we were going to be a shell of our team that we have in the past, that the Tyreek Hill loss was going to impact us greater than we thought. You had Keenan Allen tweeting about people being exposed on our team, which was a direct hit to either Travis Kelsey or Patrick Mahomes, and he tweeted right after Tyreek signed with the Miami Dolphins. All of you, all of them, any naysayers, any haters, um, have showed themselves as lack of credibility and should not be trusted with any kind of strong takes in the past, in the future. Uh, this Chiefs team is the best team in the NFL. Uh, we have the best record in the NFL. Um, we've lost, we have the best record against playoff teams in the playoffs. Uh, we have what should be uh, automatic in the MVP in the NFL. He might be the man of the year as well, and that would be the first, where if he was able to win player uh, MVP, also win man of the year, and then – figure out a way to get to the Super Bowl and win the Super Bowl MVP, the magic trifecta could be in the hands of Patrick Mahomes. Um, that's the goal. That's always been the goal. And to see this team play at the level that they played in the desert, uh, to me, was more impressive than anything um, that I've seen this season. When they played the Buccaneers and they were a top team, top defense in the NFL, when they played the Rams, a top defense in the NFL – beat them both by multiple scores. When they bounced back from a, a, a debilitating loss against the Colts uh, and was able to string together wins, that was impressive. But when you get to week 18 and week 17 in some respect, and you, based on the circumstances that were happening uh, with the Bengals and Bills, you say, you know what, we're just not going to leave it up to chance. We're just going to go out and dominate win our game, and then let the chips fall where they may and how the NFL wants to handle it. That's, to me, the true testament of a champion is that they were able to, in a lot of respects, some people might have thought, well, maybe they shouldn't play uh, against the Raiders. Maybe they should rest. Uh, they went out and said, we want to make a statement in showing everybody that we are the best team in the NFL, and even though we have to play, we're going to play not just to win but to dominate to show that. So – I was impressed. Don't want to get into the numbers and the specifics of that Raider game, but I will tell you there are a couple of things that jumped out, Barbershop, in regards to highlights and pulls from that game. Uh, the Chiefs are the first team to lead the NFL in scoring after losing a Pro Bowl wide receiver from the previous season since 1981 when the Chargers lost John Jefferson. So, that's an accomplishment based on all the rhetoric that we heard about how bad we would be uh, with, without Tyreek Hill, the fact that we're the first team to lead in scoring since that time. Um, against the Raiders, we, 
with 31 points against the Raiders, we became the third team in NFL history with 30 points per game over a five-season span. The Rams did it in the 40s, and the Patriots did it with, uh, with Tom Brady in the 2000s. Only three teams ever in a five-year span. Um, the offensive line. You know, fodder for a lot of negatives throughout the season. Didn't get as much credit uh, publicly as they should. I think with the with Orlando Brown and Creed Humphrey and Joe Tooney getting uh, honored with going to the Pro Bowl, I think that adds credibility. They gave up only 26 sacks, which was third fewest in the NFL. Um, and, and then on the defensive side, obviously, uh, what we've seen with Chris Jones – and George Karloff is coming on. You know, to me, there's a bright future, and the defense only allowing 328.2 yards a game is the best, uh, their best league ranking since 2015. And since 2015, we already know that we went to two Super Bowls uh, and hosted two other uh, AFC championships. So a lot of greatness, I think, had happened during the season. And some people can hang on losing to the Colts. They can hang on that Joe Burrow and the Bengals have a, a little bit of a stronghold on us. They can hang on the fact that Josh Allen and the Bills beat us. And two of those games, two of those three games were on our home turf. But you can't also, even if you accept that, you can't negate some of the other great things that we've experienced this season and capping it off the way we did in decisive fashion uh, in the last couple of weeks at least, to me, um, shows that this team is where they need to be. Now, we know, you and I know, we've been in that locker room. You've been on a 13-3 and team. I've been on two 13-3 teams. You've been a, a team that ha- had home field advantage and played on home turf and wind up losing playoffs. I was on teams that lost on home field in the playoffs. So we know that all of that stuff I just said was really good for the last four months, four-plus months, and this starts a new season. But I can't feel like any other team in the NFL or any other fan base in the NFL can feel better about their team than us. I mean, all of that is great information, but I, mean, I got to correct you on a few things. I've been on three 13-3 teams, just a just, you know, small tidbit, 2 06, and also 3 so I didn't want that to go, you know, we, we know about 13-3. and three. I know a little bit about 13-3. and three. I know a lot about 13-3. You know three. about going home the next week? <laughs> Listen, at did the you end do, of, I, Don't start what? stuttering now. No, you know brought it up. I mean. No, no, you, you said I've been on one 13-3. I was like, well, I've been on three of them, just to be accurate. I mean, you know, after five, ten minutes of, of, of offensive so stats. So are we, are we going back and forth? Is no, we ain't sword going back fighting? Because I was on a 12-14 and 14 that won playoff games. You was on three 13-3 teams that didn't win. I won playoff games. And anyway, not on those teams. Anyway, <laughs> anyway, I won playoff games, uh, but not on those thirteen and three teams. Offensively, great <laughs> stats, great stats. We know that stats and offense wins games. But now it's time to turn the page. Defensive football wins championships, and Tomba said it beautifully oh, last week. God. We know what it, we know what it's about. At the end Julio, of the day, you got a violin you can play. I, I hate this take those, about defense winning, on, blah, man. blah, blah. All of those uh, 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 first time in five years, five year spans of scoring points. Great, great, great. Didn't give up a bunch of sacks, but we were also wah, a top five wah, wah, in getting wah, sacks. Wah, we were also wah, wah, wah. a defensive squad that has come together at the end of the season that is to be feared in the postseason. And when it comes down to it, when teams start to equal themselves out, and good teams play good teams, great teams play great teams, which is the postseason playoff, um, that's when offenses start to kind of balance each other out. And it takes a team that actually has a great defense that prevents guys from getting across that goal line. And that's what's going to win playoff games. That's what's going to win us the AFC Championship game and get us to the Super Bowl is when that defense uh, takes control in the postseason. So I'm excited about what I've been seeing um, here lately with the Chiefs defense. Defense is a component. There you go. Thank you, Julio. Defense is a component. Offense, to me, the great players need to step up on the, on the biggest stage and be great. And if that happens to be your offense, great. If you want to look back at the Broncos and Von Miller and him stepping up, and that's a defensive fact, great. If you want to look back at the Ravens and those guys stepping up on that stage and winning a Super Bowl, that's great. But, like, 
looking even back at the Super Bowl we won in 2020, that wasn't a uh, – Yes, that, it was. Defensive stops. Defensive stops won that ball game. Defensive stops. Only only reason the offense got the ball, we made deep. Uh, you talking about against San Fran? Yeah, we scored points. Deep, deep, for Did real? y'all get any turnovers? Chris Jones, the batted ball, yes. Yes, okay. the batted ball, third down, three and outs, three of them in a row. After that, Yeah, that's that's defense. Again, it ain't just about the sets. But it's about the stars stepping up. Chris Jones was a star. He stepped up. Pat Mahomes was defense. a star and stepped up. It don't have nothing to do to me with – the defense or the offense, it has to do with your star players stepping up in, in the big times to make the big plays. We, can, we can agree to disagree. Even in law. I mean, you, I can even say that with the Buccaneers losing to the Buccaneers before we go to break. Like, they, their middle linebacker got an interception. To me, yeah, the game was about their, their defensive pressure on Patrick Mahomes, but the plays were made by the big play, big player. That's it. And, yeah. it, and I don't subscribe to defense. the whole offense or defense or special teams. Your big-time players step up in big moments. You don't subscribe, well, then cancel your subscription. <laughs> well, when we come back, we're going to reactivate that subscription, and we're going to get to the hot fire takes, even though Barbershop stole one of mine. We're still going to get to it because he needs to, to fill that void. And we got some guests in studio that we'll, we'll get to as well. So stick with us. I see you, Dan. Remember, the text line, phone lines are open. Hit us up. This is Players Only with Dana Hughes and Sean Barber. Thursday nights at 6 on your official broadcast partner of the Kansas City Chiefs, 610 Sports Radio. Bono looking to pass the football, throws up the middle, passes cut, touchdown Kansas City, touchdown Chiefs, touchdown Chiefs. Dana Hughes took the bullet over the middle from Steve Bono. First and 10 for the Chiefs at the 14 of the Steelers. Halfback pass. Marcus Allen right side. Touchdown. Kansas City. Dayton Hughes from Marcus Allen. Expert analysis, news, and views from Chiefs Radio Network color analyst Dayton Hughes. This so-called number one defense in the NFL that hadn't played anybody during the last part of the season, and we showed... Who was the best team? All right, we are back, players only back. And let me just say (laughs) that this commercial break, I don't know if it was long enough or too short because it got it got a little contentious in here. No contention. No, it ain't no contention. Why your voice go like Mariah Carey? There you go. You get all high. You you hitting high pitches now? I'm just wondering about your. You talking about your three and three, thirteen and three seasons? Versus my two 13 and three seasons and a yeah. 12 and four season. Three is higher Who's than two. Who's got the better postseason record? Three is higher than two. Like, I, I, I won 13 games three times. You won 13 games twice. I'm just saying. Like, so do I count the two playoff games? So I was 14 games? I don't even know what that's. I don't even know how you I won 14 games. Those don't count. Why not? They counted when y'all went home. When you talk about a season record, you talk about the season. You don't add extra games to it. Your, your 13 and three season was your. Your season. That so was, you don't count the playoffs? No. Now, if you would have been successful in the playoffs, would you have counted them? Then why? Okay. I'm just asking you a question. No, no, if you would have won, the, if okay. you won in, the, in, the, in which, the playoffs, would you have counted them? Whichever season you're talking about. I'm just asking I'm you ask, a yes, yes or no question. Yes, no. <laughs> whatever season you're talking about, the first playoff game that you win? Yes. And then the next playoff game that you win? Yes. And then the next playoff game you? Lost. Okay, so why don't you call that a 15-4 and four season? I would. That's my didn't. point. You never did. Because you, I you, thought we started on regular season, but oh, in essence. Again. You know because I know if, I got, if, I, if I got to show you how to add it up, <laughs> then you don't get credit for how I but, added up. But I also know that, like, I could have just said you, you really were successful because you had three 13 and four seasons. No. No, that's not the, 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 that's not the truth. You didn't do the research, so let's Did y'all win? On. Man, you know we won in the playoffs. Who? Who? Does your, your, does your foot fin a limb? You sound like an owl over there. Who? All right. We got the hot fire spitfire take, and I hope your your spitfire take is better than what you just displayed just now. You just wasted our our the time uh, of our listeners. Our listeners are ready. We got Dan on the phone line. We'll get to him in the third quarter. The text line is bla- blasting at 913-586-7610. Um, go ahead. Give me what you got. Well, since you all bad, that's... since you all bad now, go ahead. Now we get silence from the other side of the studio. 
Maspify takes actually is trying to break down this coach of the year scenario, right? We got the Eagles, uh, Nick Sirianni, obviously 14 uh, win season, number one passing defense, number three total offense. The Eagles are number one seed. You know what? You got to give him his flowers. Cal Shanahan, hey, 13 wins, which is tied for most in the last 30 years of San Francisco football, number one total all, uh, defense in the league. And, and currently a 10-game winning streak. Man, Kyle Shanahan is balling in the NFC. And then on the AFC side, obviously Doug Peterson, right, taking the team from last uh, to first um, in there, the AFC South. Uh, the first time, uh, you know, t- 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 Trevor Lawrence, obviously, you know, highest year from year one to year two is passer rating um, in NFL history. So the, the impact that coach Doug Peterson had, obviously after a debacle, of uh, Urban Myers being there, I got to say of those three candidates, and obviously I'm not going to even include Andy. Cause Andy could be coach of the year every year, mm-hmm. but of those three, I think I'm going to have to give it to my man Doug P. I think Dougie P. coming in, um, out of coaching for a few years, kind of getting his swagger back, taking a job of a team that's other uh, other people are considered uh, you can't win there. Cast offs, and, um, and he actually has you know got them. Believing in themselves and playing at a high level, and I think that they're actually going to be in a position to win uh, a playoff game, like I've done many times in my career. But they're going to win a playoff game. Not many. That home, uh, <laughs> that home opener in Week One. So uh, the player, the coach of the year candidacy, and, and, and just uh, equating some of the the resumes that have you know people talk about. I got to say, it's Dougie P. All right, I can appreciate that. I'm going to add a little something. I want to ask you a question. When you look at Andy Reid, and you've been a part of, obviously, his organizations, both here in Kansas City as well as in Philadelphia, Andy Reid and his former coaching tree will make up more than half of the head coaches in the AFC side of the playoffs But with those guys you mentioned, Andy Reid himself, Sean McDermott, Doug Peterson, and John Harbaugh. Do you feel, and this is a question I posted on uh, Twitter, do you feel like you get the short end of the stick because you – what's harder, bringing a team like the Jaguars up to playoffs in a bad AFC South where no other team qualified versus keeping a team at the top, not just playoff range, but at the top of the playoffs uh, like Andy Reid? To me – there needs to be more consideration for Andy Reid as coach of the year because I feel like it's tougher. You can have a one-year wonder situation, and by no means do I believe that Doug Peterson is not going to be successful going forward. But I feel like there's a part of me, a a big part of me, that feels like it's tougher to stay on top when when you're getting the best, the worst schedule, uh, or I should say you're, you're fighting the best schedule, you know everybody is coming out with their A-plus game against you, and yet Andy Reid, what is he, number one seed in the last five years, number one seed, number two seed, number one seed, number two seed, number one seed. I mean, consistency is just as important to being a championship mindset as anything else. I would say, obviously, I think that the, if you're talking about a coach of the year, I'm going to give it to Doug P because I believe it's harder to change a culture and environment of a losing mindset, losing mentality, and thus with that, you got to give, you know, the, the Lions coaching staff the same kind of credit. Like chain, a, a team that's been losing, losing, losing season after season, there's an expectation of no matter what we do, we're just not going to win. We're not going to be relevant. And to change that mindset and that mentality when you talk about an entire organization and to do it as quickly in one season to Doug P, I do think that's a, a, a tougher or maybe a, a more um, acknowledgeable um, accomplishment then, you know, Andy Reid with the, the phenomenal, like you're saying, the support staff he has here, um, it, it's not that he doesn't deserve a mention, but it's, it's it, if I got to, you know, if I got to split hairs, I got to go with Dougie P this time. Okay. I, I feel like uh, Andy Reid deserves it more often than he's uh, recognized, and I just feel like it's tougher to stay on top, especially when you lose weapons like Tyreek Hill. Uh, than it is to get to a place of a playoff berth with a very average season in a very subpar division like Doug P. Not a slight to him because he did better than Urban Meyer and all that that went on down there, but in comparison 
to Andy Reid. I feel like he gets slighted and he doesn't get the, the credit that he deserves. And I think oftentimes coaches of the year, when they have a really good slash great player on their team, doesn't get the credit because too much of the credit may go towards the player. And I felt that coaches, the and you can ask many coaches, and I'm sure they would say very similar things. The toughest players to coach are the most talented because you gotta you got to dial them in to your way of doing, your way of thinking, your way of running, your way of planning and, and progressions, et cetera, while the blue-collar guys, like I would assume you and I were, like we're willing to run through a brick wall whatever way you say go. Go left, go right, go straight, whatever. Like we're the easiest ones to coach. The ones that have the, the super-excelled ability I think is the more challenging to coach of all the players. And the fact that Andy and Eric and Spags with the alphas that they have on this team have been able to keep all of that package together, knowing how to entice them with, with fun, with, with freedoms, et cetera, the whole package, not just the X's and O's, which brings me to my hot fire take in, in conjunction with yours. Um, that's a part of it. Andy Reid going on commercials, doing state farm commercials and you know, allowing guys to do the the uh, reindeer personnel, Arctic Circle of Death. <laughs> That's the name of the play. It's the Arctic Circle of Death. No, we reindeer personnel. It, we, we was told it was snow globe. globe. You no, know, this is the whole. So I'm in, I'm sitting. I know you were in a very limited huddle with defense. It was just like, go hit somebody. Ready, break. That's defensive huddles. In offense, we actually got verbiage. Okay. So in offense, it was reindeer personnel. All right. Arctic Circle of Death. Okay. Snow globe left, ready break. Hmm. That's the name of that entire play. I know that, you know, you you forget the uh, if I ask you in 5 seconds to say it, you probably forget it because that's what defensive guys do. They they just forget. All right, but that's the name of the play. And the fact to me, I'm piggybacking off of what you said earlier. My hot take is if you don't like it, stop it. Ooh. That's it. In the NFL, if you don't like a play, if you don't like a personnel, if you don't like a, a trick play, if you don't like um, gadgets and you know little nuances off of plays, stop it. If you don't like uh, touchdown dances, if you don't like high-stepping and backflipping into the end zone, if you want to deem that disrespectful, you have an alternative. Stop the play, beat the team, and then you can, you can say whatever you want after that. So Minerts from the Broncos – you got a problem with that, and that's something that's going to fuel you during the offseason. You had two opportunities, more than most teams in the NFL. You had two opportunities to shut the Chiefs up, and you didn't do that. So go ahead and sulk. I'm just going to let Julio decide what he thinks. I mean, that, I don't know about that. There's never a slap to me. That piggyback. I, 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 piggyback I've never here. subscribed. I mean, now, as a player, as a player, I know bulletin board material is real. <laughs> <laughs> Julio, we're gonna have a have a discussion. Uh, I mean, Julio, you cannot cater to his no, ego. Ain't no catering. It just we look for you hot fire takes, and you know that's a hot, like. All no. I'm saying is like, the I'm, snow I'm, globe play is not disrespectful. Stop the play. I mean, make a play. No, it is hit a somebody in the mouth, and then you don't have to worry about feeling disrespected. See, I think it is disrespectful, but it's okay on football in the football field in that arena to be disrespectful. Like I don't have to show you respect. On the football field. That's not what I'm... Yeah, I agree I with that. I don't have to do that. I do agree with that. You, know, you got to earn you, my respect. If I hit you and you go down, I'm not putting my hand out to pick you back up. Never not, have I held, helped up a player. Well, see, we agree on that. See? It's things we agree about. I'm just saying, I don't know that, you know, hot fire take, I'm piggybacking yours. I don't think me and Julio feel like that's... That's not the verbiage. Don't of bring a, Julio into it. He's just, the judge. He said wonk, wonk. He gave you the wonk, wonk, All right, wonk, when we come wonk, back, wonk. it's halftime. I need, a, I need a break. <laughs> not only do we need to go to break, but I need a break from both of these cats. The double when wonk. we come back, we're going to tackle the text line, the phone lines. Dan, keep waiting. And we got a couple of special guests in studio that we'll introduce you all to in a couple minutes. This is Players Only with Damon Hughes and Sean Barber. Thursday nights at 6 on your official broadcast partner of the Kansas City Chiefs, 610 Sports Radio. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. 
That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. And he gets buried. He gets destroyed by Sean Barber. Y'all better get ready to rumble. Maddox throws over the middle, intercepted, intercepted in the end zone, picked off by Sean Barber. You're kind of silent on the back end. Normally you're singing along with your intro. You be feeling it sometimes. I give it to you. Uh, we are back. Players only third quarter of the show. Uh, before we get to our special guest, I want to give a shout-out. I guess I got to give a shout-out to my partner, Sean Barber. I kind of looked through our WhatsApp for the Chiefs Ambassadors. For those of you out there that maybe not are familiar with the Ambassador group, it's former players that played here at least three years that are still engaged and involved in the community, also connected with the organization, doing a lot of charity work, raising a lot of money for great causes. And I flip open the group text that we have, I see a picture of Larry Marshall, uh, Mike Garrett, and Sean Barber at a food bank assisting uh, the undeserved community, uh, underserved community. And uh, so that's one of many extracurriculars that I know Barbershop does within the community. Very, very engaged, along with several of the other Chiefs Ambassadors. If you follow us on social media, you've seen what we've done together with Nourish KC in conjunction with Red Door Grill, or great partners, great people over there. Um, so a lot of great stuff going on off the field, out of the studio, in the community. Uh, it's been a, a kind of ingrained in us as former players to to give back, and that's not just when we were wearing the jersey, but afterwards. So very cool. Shout out to Barbershop. Oh, no doubt, man. Still, Thanks. offense is better. <laughs> this is the opportunity to give back to the community and understand that what, you know, everybody's doing things out of the bottom of their heart to just make things better for those that are maybe, um, you know, just unfortunately during this time, not everybody knows where the next meal is coming from or, you know, mm-hmm. how they're going to pay their bills, all that kind of stuff. And um, certain churches and cer- certain different faith-based organizations are doing, you know, with food pantries and, and food banks are trying to give people some 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 dignity of, being able to shop and pick for things rather than just giving them a handout. Um, and they do both, you know, the services where you deliver and drop off meals to the seniors that can't make it there, but also allowing people that can actually make it up there uh, to pick and choose some of the different things. And so, like you said, those those guys, uh, man, shout out to those guys for, for being a part of that, um, that activity this morning. Cool stuff, cool stuff. Well, with that, before we get to Dan and Big T and Shawnee, and by the way, because we don't have an upcoming opponent this weekend, we are able to extend the uh, Times Your segment into the fourth quarter. So even if we don't get to it after we get to our special guest, we will tackle the text line and the phone lines, guys. So maybe be a little bit more patient, and we appreciate it. With that being said, we have the top or one of the top breast radiologists in the country, not just the city. In the world, Craig. In the world. In the world. Top flight. Top flight in the world. breast radiologist in the world here in studio with us. And she is here because uh, she is in the running for the best fan. NFL fan of the year. NFL fan of the year. Her name is Amy Patel. Amy is here with her husband. Amy, welcome. Thank you. Thanks for having me. I'm so excited. <laughs> this is, Amy, you are groundbreaking, not just in what you do in your your normal walk of life, but this is the first time we've had a non-player 
in studio that's jumped on board. But you're doing great things, and we want to be able to promote you and your greatness and your passion for the Chiefs and the fan, a fan of the NFL. So tell us more about that. Yeah, well, first of all, I feel so honored to be here because I know this is a focus on players. So thank you so, so much. But um, I'm really, really fortunate. I have been chosen this year as the 2022 Chiefs Fan of the Year. And I was chosen by the Kansas City Chiefs uh, based on my love of the Chiefs. I've been a diehard Chiefs fan uh, since I was born. I was born and raised in rural Northwest Missouri. Love the Chiefs with all my heart. And also uh, the, the impact I've made on the community, specifically with trying to address breast cancer inequities, not just in the Kansas City Metro, uh, but in the state of Missouri and even nationally. So uh, for the Chiefs to recognize the work that I have been doing with my team, uh, both as the Chief of Breast Imaging at Liberty Hospital and Assistant Professor of Radiology at the University of Missouri Kansas City School of Medicine, what we're doing for access for patients, for research, uh, it truly means the world to me. So I'm so fortunate. I'm so grateful to the Hunt family, uh, and it's just truly been such a surreal moment in my life. Well, Amy, let me know, uh, how would our fans be able to support you? Like, what social media, what platforms, how can they find ways to actually go and vote for you from now until the Super Bowl? Sure. So if you go to the Chiefs' uh, social media accounts, they are sharing a link of that has the voting. And it's on the NFL website as well. Uh, that link goes directly to the NFL website where there's a section for Fan of the Year. Uh, I am also posting on all my social media platforms. Uh, you can find me at Amy K. Patel. Uh, I'm on LinkedIn. I'm on Facebook. Facebook, I'm on Twitter, uh, I'm on Instagram, I'm on all of them. So we've been sharing that. And so many people from the Kansas City community have been so welcoming and have been sharing this information, uh, whether it's, you know, the KC Sports Network, uh, hopefully you guys, you know, uh, you know, UMKC, Liberty Hospital, so many places have been sharing this information to try to get the word out. Uh, I've been told that the, that Chiefs Kingdom is really good at voting, uh, as evidenced by uh, Walter Payton Man of the Year and Mahomes and we're all retweeting vociferously. So I'd really, really appreciate your vote because I want to win this for the kingdom, the best fans in the NFL, period. Well, you got that right. That's one thing that we know how to do is we know how to push that social media and we know as a mm -hmm. the Chiefs kingdom, kingdom gets united behind our fans. And so the fact that we could able to even grab you for a moment and just hear your story and hear what you're doing, obviously just, I mean, mad respect for being nominated as and winning the fan of the year as far as for the Chiefs representative, but just being a participant in what's going on. So hopefully all of our fans, our listeners uh, can tweet, retweet and get after and get and follow you and support you in so many ways um, to help you, um, especially in that, that push towards uh, you winning that award and being able to bring back that title here to Kansas City. Yes, yeah, awesome. We appreciate it. And definitely just want to address any kind of haters because sometimes people get in their feelings when you talk about the Chiefs kingdom and greatest fans and fan of the year. And I'm sure there are people out there like, I'm the, I'm the greatest fan. I'm the better fan, blah, blah, blah. It's not all about that. It's about community service yes. and also supporting someone within our Chiefs community against all other teams and their fan bases as well. So, Amy, you, as she mentioned, you can find her on Chiefs.com and the Fan of the Year as well as NFL.com, Fan of the Year, at Amy K. Patel is her social media. So go in and support how great and how cool would it be. And I don't know when they're going to announce it, probably Super Bowl week, I would assume. They're uh, announcing it at the, at the NFL Honor Ceremony on February 8th, which is going to be on NBC. Mm -hmm. So it'll be it'll be live. But the, we've never won. Uh, the Fan of the Year contest started in 2020, and the Chiefs have never taken home the trophy. So I've been Ooh, working no. super challenge, hard. Challenge, challenge, challenge out there at Chiefs Kingdom. Hey, that's what you going to do. Love. We love a challenge, man. What you going to do? Barbecue a mill do yeah, what buddy. you gonna do pressure bus pipes Let's that's do what i'm it. saying go ahead and step out at amy k patel chiefs.com fan of the year amy you can absolutely expect barbershop and i to go in and support you yes, and pump you up as much as possible your service and your passion is a reflection on the entire chief's kingdom and just like we do with the decibel level of 142.2 and having that record we want to also make sure that everybody in the country and everybody in the world craig everybody knows <laughs> that we got not just the greatest fan base in the world but we also have the best fan 
of the year 2022. So we will definitely do that. I appreciate you guys coming into studio. You can still stick around because we got to get, before we go to break, we're going to take these first two callers. We got Dan and Casey. Dan is an infusion of energy. Hold on to your seat. Hey, hey, Dan, hey, Sean, how you doing? I'm doing pretty good. That was a good performance for the Chiefs. I liked what I saw. The defense yeah, did pretty good. Stopped uh, Josh Jacobs at 45 yards. Uh, a couple of sacks by Chris Jones, Carl Office for the sack, and the defense played good, and the special teams looked pretty good. That's the way you're supposed to go now going into the playoffs, and uh, I hope the Dolphins pull it off with Scar Thompson. I'd like to see Tyree Kill back, you know, at Arrowhead for that game, but if they don't make it, I'll be ready for the Chargers and Jaguars. And I'm going to tell you something else, guys. Uh, I've been hearing Stephen A. Smith said that the Cowboys, Mike McCarty's on the hot seat if they lose this game to the Buccaneers. I don't think they will. So take care of yourself, guys. Appreciate that, Dan. As you can see, Amy, there's a little extra, like, little five-hour energy fired by, followed by a, a Red Bull there with Dan. He always he, he brings it to us right at when we get down in the show, when I'm tired of hearing barbershop talk. <laughs> then he gives that infusion of energy. So we appreciate it, Dan. Yes, it would be great to have that storyline of Tyreek coming back here for the playoffs uh, with Skylar Thompson being from Independence, Missouri, Fort Osage High School. It would be a great, great storyline. Uh, I look forward to it. I kind of look forward to the underdogs winning this weekend. Well, let's get on to the next caller because you know this next caller is my homeboy. That's yeah. your homeboy. Big I T, what you got? Wait. Yeah, I can't wait. Hey, you guys. Thanks for taking my call. So, yeah, good stuff by Dan. Um, yeah, the Chiefs, I agree with you guys. It was a business trip. They went in there. They took care of those loser Raiders. They put them to sleep, and they were firing on all cylinders, you guys. I think they look really good. They, they played well in all phases of the game. The defense was outstanding. They're going to be rested and going to be ready to go. Then I was listening to the drive, and I heard a, a barbershop and Carrington uh, do their playoff uh, picks and I think Carrington, I'm going to tip my hat to him. He did us a favor. He just did the – he picked Cincinnati Bengals, everybody, and he did us a favor. And Stick with me here because he's the curse. It's the kiss of death. For example, he picked the Chargers last year. <laughs> what did they do? They didn't make the playoffs. The curse, the kiss of death, dot kiss of death. Uh, earlier in training camp this year, he proclaimed Ronald Jones to be the starting running back and lead the team in rushing. Uh, uh, another curse, kiss of death. That boy, man's barely uh, seen the field. Uh, and then now he's done this bet with uh, with uh, 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 barbershop, and he picked the Cincinnati Bengals. He, that's he's, he's reverse psychology. Everybody, he's this curse <laughs> is the kiss of death. It was a curse. Uh, uh, he's Cincinnati dot now barbershop. And I'm glad he picked them because he's doing the Chiefs a favor. He didn't want them, he didn't want them to lose. I think he'll be glad to pay off that Chick Fil A bet on a Chiefs win. Let's rest up. Let's watch the rest of these teams beat the hell out of each other. And as always, let's go Chiefs. <laughs> I wait all week for that. Y'all, y'all really don't know, man. I get so excited. Big T, come on here, man. I, I be having my my my, my fist in the air, ready to pull that that trucker horn, man. Big T. Be bringing it because you know what? He goes back in history and he holds C dot accountable. Curse yep. dot, aka C dot, charger dot. Now he's Cincy dot, curse dot. <laughs> there you go. All right, we got to go to break. Melvin's still on the line. We still got to tackle some texts. And there's a, there's a few questions that I'd like to, to throw out there in regards to this bye week, kind of give you an insight from a player's perspective about the bye week and time off and preparation, et cetera. We tried to jam all of that in. In the final couple, in the final 10 minutes of the show. Let's get to it when we get back. This is Players Only with Damon Hughes and Sean Barber. Thursday nights at 6 on your official broadcast partner of the Kansas City Chiefs, 610 Sports Radio. Ladies and gentlemen. All right, we are back. Fourth quarter of the show. We got just under 10 minutes left, actually, about eight minutes left in the show. Before we get to Melvin and Mission, I want to tackle a long text message from the 913. Let's hear it. My comment was in regards to no dog in the fight with the Chiefs and who they play. Of course, I have my team. I moved here for work and have worked uh, in S9, or I guess. Yeah, it's hard to find. Yet, they only have one Super Bowl. Andy Reid, in 20 years, one championship. You see... You'll see they won't win it this year either. So we got a hater on the line talking about the ring around the rosy play. What a joke. Uh, he doesn't, he again, confirms that he doesn't have a dog in the fight. Uh, blah, blah, blah. 
Anyway, anytime somebody says I don't have a dog in a fight, that already shows their that means anti Chiefs. Yeah, yeah. It doesn't mean that you root for the other team. Yeah. You're just anti Chiefs, and that's okay. Just own that. I am just coming instead of saying no dog in a fight for three sentences. Just say I'm anti Chiefs. Perfect. In this C-dot. text, maybe not for the team, but in this text, that text could be uh, parentheses C dot. Yeah, and then we got eight one six. The intro uh, is fire. He's referring to my intro, not your intro. <laughs> B dub. Ain't no joke. Definitely, B-Dub gets his props on this show each and every week. We appreciate you, B-Dub. All right, with that, Melvin from Mission, make it quick. Hey, Damon, I got your back on that hot take. Evidently, Sean must be sleeping. That offensive Thank lineman you. complained by the play that the Chiefs ran against the Raiders, he's tripping. Yep. And you told him just like it is. You get to chip players twice a year, and if your whole goal is beating us in the regular season because you haven't beat us in 2015, Something wrong with you. You sick. All right, later. Appreciate you, Melvin. Make sure you call in here weekly. Oh, Anytime here we you can throw you can throw a little smack down in Sean Barber's face, you are welcome anytime. I don't think Melvin even heard your your point because you didn't even mention the guy from Denver. You didn't, yes, I did. You didn't mention the guy yes, from I, Denver. You were talking about the ring around the Didn't road. I? Yes, I did. I called a minor, the offensive lineman. What's See, that's name? why you're not paying attention. Yeah. That's how I know you're not paying attention. It wasn't but we're not going to waste more time on you. Because we only got about five and a half minutes left and your feelings. We're going to talk about this playoff slate. And like Barbershop, you and I both have been in the playoffs and we got a bye week. And there's always a concern about the bye week um, and the body, your body and like the the mindset of a player. Quick, like for me, it was you played for bye weeks. You played to win before bye weeks during the regular season and you played to to get to a point where you get a bye week in the postseason. There's not there's, outside of your paycheck. There's nothing more, nothing more uh, uh, desirable than a bye week. Yeah, I mean, like obviously rest, refocus, recover, and be able to watch your upcoming opponents. I mean, that's the the ultimate advantage is you get to put yourself in your your mindset and then visualize yourself playing against all these different you know, possible opponents. Yeah, and that little edge ahead keeping you fresh. No injury concerns. You're just going to be, you know, wherever you're at, even better, you know, seven days from now. So I, I definitely think that both number one seeds, uh, the Chiefs and also the Eagles, are going to take advantage of it. The most interesting games I feel like this weekend are obviously those four seeds. Um, Dallas trying to go beat Tom, Tampa Tom or whatever you want to call him. He's never lost to the Cowboys in his career. Uh, for Which when is I'm crazy. Seven and zero for as long he's 22 years in the. League and have never lost to the Cowboys. That's amazing. So if you're a Cowboys fan, um, probably too bad for you. Mm-hmm. Um, and then on the other side, obviously the Jacksonville Jaguars going against the Chargers. I just don't know what the Chargers were thinking about playing their starters and allowing uh, Mike Bosa Williams and Mike Williams to get even a little bit banged up when you had nothing. To, you was going to be the five seed no matter what happened. That to me was a, a almost a. You, you, if there's a reason to lose your job as a head coach, that a, a decision like that is something that you can't really explain your way out of. It's just... Especially if you wind up losing a game because you don't have those weapons on the field mm-hmm. or or something like that. I, I would say this, as far as the bye week, players treasure it, like I said. Quarterbacks, uh, you're talking about preparation. Right now, they are game planning and practicing against each team that they could possibly face. And they may not even know it. Andy Reid and Eric Bieniemy and Spags may construct a practice plan and and install plays that the players just think, oh, these are just plays that we are going to install sometime during the playoffs or sharpen up based on what they play, how they played or executed them during the regular season. But they could be specifically for the Chargers or specifically for the Dolphins or specifically for another team. And um, that's the beauty of the bye week is that you can challenge the players but they're not being challenged physically while everybody else is being challenged physically in the NFL and another another week of attrition on their bodies the players here with the Chiefs with the number 1 seed and a bye are just being challenged mentally the quarterbacks can absorb everything uh, from a fan's perspective, as well as preparation for next week by watching the games this weekend. All the guys, or a lot of the guys, will be together. I remember we went up to the old Arrowhead Club, and we watched the games, the AFC playoff games, uh, while we had the bye week. Some guys will get together. Patrick Mahomes, I'm sure he'll have people at his house or other players, leaders of the offensive line, or et cetera. They may go to a restaurant together, close off, a portion of a restaurant and just absorb it all together and talk 
amongst each other. You see that move. You see that play. You see how he did this. You start recognizing and carving up different things about opponents that you can utilize against them the following week. So it is it's very important. Uh, it's very impactful. I don't feel like we'll lose any momentum or mojo by having a bye week. Um, and and losing that momentum, I feel like truly professional teams that know about handling their business and have been down this road before know how to do that. And that's what we've seen with this Chiefs organization specifically over the last now five years. Uh, the Chargers, not sure I want to play the Chargers. Not that I'm scared of them, but I feel like it's tough to beat a team like that three times in a season, especially with how close the games were in the first two. Uh, I can see them getting amped up a little bit higher because they we've dominated the AFC West. Uh, I I don't know about you, Barbershop, but I'm of that mindset. Like, I was one of those cats that if you beat me, I want to come back and beat you. So I know there's a lot of people around the kingdom that are fearing the Bengals. I'm not one of them cats. Like, I, like I want to take them on. Like, we can, practice, we can go against each other in the parking lot before the game. Like, I just want to keep coming out swinging. And if you beat me, okay, I want to meet you tomorrow. Like, uh, I've said it many times. Losers watch winners while winners l- worry about winning. And then the Chiefs are a winning organization, number one seed. All we got to do is take care of our business. We watch what we do, and we let everybody else try to uh, try to build up or rise to the occasion. So that's what I think. So we'll be back next week the next edition, the playoff edition, the divisional round edition of players only for barbershop for amy and her husband we appreciate y'all coming in go out vote on amy make sure we take charge and take control of the fan of the year in the nfl let everybody else know not only do we have the mvp but we got the best fan as well we'll see y'all next week peace this is players only with Damon hughes and sean barber thursday nights at six on your official broadcast partner of the kansas city chiefs 610 sports radio you could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new hyundai santa fe visit hyundaiusa.com for more details hyundai there's joy in every journey this episode is brought to you by progressive insurance whether you love true crime or comedy celebrity interviews or news you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue and guess what now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the name your price tool from progressive it works just the way it sounds you tell progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget get your quote today at progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust progressive progressive casualty insurance company and affiliates price and coverage match limited by state law T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.